0: Welcome to your weekly dose of comedy with your host, Dana Pereira. Where's our participation trophy? Hello and welcome to Where's Our Participation Trophy. I'm Dana Pereira. And today I have someone joining me that you probably know as the Guinness Book of World Records title holder for being the straightest man on earth. He loves vagina, right?
1: Yeah, yeah, of course. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> Did that, Jordan sound, Power. that sound believable? Yeah. I, the last time I went down at a woman I was 14 and I went down I was like not doing that that was yeah. like I just I remember it's just, this is really disgusting but I remember I thought I told my friend my friend was like what was it like and I was like oh it smelled like a like a, a fish farm is oh. like what I told him about this girl and it ended up you know school it gets around but then I, oh, yeah. I was in San Diego with my friend and we were really stoned and we were right by where the sea lions are around the harbor oh yeah and I just it like took me back to that moment and I turned <laughs> to go I'm, like, oh, I'm smelling the first time I ate out at a woman like it's like it's coming back to me and he's like I think she was sick
0: <laughs> yes I have to agree with that statement um I've definitely been to the I'm in San Diego by the way oh nice yeah I love San Diego yeah <laughs> And so, I mean, we were just in La Jolla last week and, you know, smelling all the sea lions and all of that fun stuff. And I'm telling you that if that is what my vagina smelled like, I would like cut off my lower half.
1: Oh, she probably had like a tumor or something. Something was probably <laughs> going wrong. <laughs> like, I mean, it's like. It doesn't sound
0: right. She probably didn't know. Was she 14 too? She probably didn't know how to like take care of herself at that point, maybe.
1: Probably. And there was a lot of pubic hair, I remember. And oh. I was just, uh, it was really like. It's so awkward. And then I had a girlfriend in high school and that was like when I was still in denial and I would just like touch her vagina. I would touch her vagina like it was like a hot stove element. (laughs) Like like I would literally be like, uh, uh." and then she told one of the guys, I don't think Jordan knows how to like something like do oral sex or something like that. And then it's like at some, at that point, then you're just, you just go full on gay. You're just like, okay. Yeah.
0: When... I'm sure you've gone over this a gazillion times before, but when did you end up coming out?
1: I was 23 years old. I was in a secret relationship with a man for five years when I met him when I was 18 and we lived the entire entirety of our relationship was in the closet. So, yeah. And it was it was so interesting because like it kind of felt like it was like us against the world in a way like we had this secret and we but Collectively, so did that make it like
0: hotter? Where you like, oh, like, did that make the relationship in the last begin- longer?
1: <laughs> in the beginning, but then you just also want to like tell people and you're in love and like yeah. you're happy and he, you're pretending he's your best friend. And my mom's having him over for dinner and she would be like, "You're like a son to me." And like, oh, I'm fucking your son, <laughs> frankly. But okay. <laughs> so that was when I came in around 23. But the craziest story is like, I some people know this story about me, but kind of one of the reasons I'm a comedian is my dad was a gay penis doctor growing up. So my dad was a urologist. Uh-huh. So my dad wasn't gay when I was, like, growing up. He was married to my mom. But then I found my dad on a website when I was around 23 called squirt.org. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> Which is not, like, a little little tyke thing, like, with kids. <laughs> it's like, it wasn't
0: water guns. It wasn't no, water guns. No, no.
1: It's like where grown closeted men go and have public sex and then they rate the places. It's like Yelp for Dick. Like oh they ra- they rate, literally will be like glory hole. So gas station ten mm-hmm. like five stars, whatever. And so I found my dad on that website and his giant penis, which I do not have. Oh, and all his details. It, I know, and I called my sister and I told her first, and I she said the whole time I kept being like, well, "Why don't I have a big dick?" He's like, "It's genetics," and like he has a big dick. What the fuck's going on? And then she's like, "Can you just stop? Like, can we focus on our parents? <laughs> Marriage is a lie." And I was like yeah but like my life with a big dick could have been great like and I kept going I think it's just my way of dealing with it as a comedian right
0: yeah so was was your mom his beard or did she just not
1: know she said she said she she didn't know but Uh then she like you know you do the hindsight 2020 and she's doing the hindsight 2020 and and then it just comes flying out of her mouth she's like well this one time I was in Miami and my Vaseline went missing and I was like oh my god (laughs)
0: So I'll tell you, my my boy's um, uncle on their dad's side, he was married and had a baby and everything. And then, you know, not too long later, like the kid grew up and he was like, yeah, I'm gay.
1: (laughs) I know. Right. But you think about it's it's kind of like, you know, you think about Caitlyn Jenner, you think about like it's it's a dramatic transformation. And like, I don't think people ever really focus on like the carnage that's left behind. Like my mom's self-esteem was ruined. Because yeah. you think your whole life, 25 years of life is a lie and you feel the ultimate level of undesirable and unlovable and you feel like a fool. And it's yeah. so, like these people are not really, we don't really focus on them. We, we just think we, we celebrate the person, you know, we exalt the person coming out and it's like, it's like, okay, well, that's great. But also it's like, there's carnage left behind. And so she joined this like group, it's called like the straight spouse survivors or something. And it's, there's millions of them. I didn't know this. There's millions of these people and they, you know, talk about their experiences in this group and, and everything. It's kind of like, it's become really popular.
0: Interesting. So so there is a chance, there's a chance that I end up a part of that support group sometime in the future, because I am convinced that my husband might have, he might be a little gay.
1: Do you think he's touched the penis?
0: Maybe it's possible. Yeah. Would he lie to you? Yeah, <laughs> if it was about every, that, for every fucking Every sure. single day he does. <laughs> no, I always joke around with him. His relationship with his best friend is is very close. And it's also um a, a little like, eh, what's going on here? Because like I walked in on them one day, they were both in their underwear on the couch. And I was like, what you doing <laughs> and they were like well it's hot in here we were just watching a movie and i was like after the sex or
1: <laughs> i mean normally i would say i mean that seems odd Isn't i would it? say i mean i i listen where i live in toronto is like there are so many guys you go on grinder i don't know if your audience knows what grinder is but basically it's like a website for men to find men you yeah. go on grinder and even in toronto it's like so progressive there's all these blank blank profiles curious, straight, never tried this, blah, blah, blah. And I remember there's this one time this guy messaged me and he said, oh, I'm uh, I'm straight and I've never been with a man before, but I'd really like to try it. And normally I'd be like, what a waste of my time. Like, this is going to be awful. Then he sent me a picture and he was like a supermodel. So I said, "Okay, I'll deal with this. (laughs) And then he came to my house and he was on my couch and he said, "Okay, put your hand on my leg. And he was shaking. And he was like, if I hate it, like, we'll just go our separate ways, whatever. And so I put my hand on his leg. And then, like, 40 minutes, I'm fucking him. Oh. I was like,
0: <laughs> So he didn't hate it is what he really saying. jumped.
1: He jumped right into the pool. Like he really like <laughs> it's like got right in. So anyways, but he wouldn't kiss. It was the weirdest part because it's gay, bro. It's like it's gay. Yeah. And but then I, I saw so I was having sex with him for like months and months and months. And it was just pure hookup. And then one day he turned to me and he was like, oh, I'm so sorry. I'm so sorry. I'm so late. My wife is being such a bitch. And I was like, your wife? Oh. <laughs> I was like, you have a wife? yeah. He, and he, he was like, yeah, I thought I told you. And I was like, no, I would have remembered that, that you had a wife. Yeah. I did have sex with him one more time. And then I was like, no, I feel bad now. Yeah. I, I snuck in. The, I was like, okay, this is the last one. We got to like get one more.
0: <laughs> yeah. Well, I mean, you have to like mentally prepare yourself, right? Like I remember a long time ago with, um, well, actually my husband, we were going through like our breakup period. We broke up and got back together a gazillion times we've been together 11 years
1: sounds very healthy yes
0: well it wasn't in the (laughs) beginning for sure it's because he's gay
1: yes okay
0: (laughs) (laughs) so way back when we went through one of our breakups But in my head, I was like, I just want to fuck him one more time, just one. And so I like played it cool for the rest of the night because I just wanted to fuck him one more time. And then he left and I was like, okay, we should break up again. And, you know, clearly that didn't work. We've been married, you know, five and a half years now. So
1: (laughs) I'm always interested in people like this that like get usually when I'm done with someone, although I have done a little bit, but like these people who realize because it's like then it like keeps coming up like the same problem keeps coming up and it's just like, nope. Do you you think there'll be another breakup or that this is it?
0: No, we've been pretty solid for like eight, eight. Oh gosh, we're going on 11 years. So almost nine years now we've been straight to like no breakups or anything like that. We've done counseling and all of that fun stuff. So no, I don't feel like there would be another breakup.
1: That sounds, it sounds fun. It sounds kind of fun. (laughs) It really breaks up the monotony of other people's marriages. Cause like they just have each other, but you guys are like, no, we make it like a fun game where we like break up. Then we get back together. Oh yeah. Study? We
0: really play into that drama, you know, like <laughs> it makes you feel alive.
1: <laughs> That's what I'm saying. <laughs> it's I mean, I, I get it. I'm a comedian. I love the drama, but I get like, you know, sometimes you're just dating someone you're like, oh, you're boring. That's your thing. That's your personality. Your personality is just boring yeah go through life just they don't even know why they're on earth they just exist have you met these people there's no self-reflection no like looking into your passions your purpose they just mass singer couple (laughs) coca-cola and then just you know what i'm saying like and i mean i I, it's probably like half my audience so
0: So you're very inclusive of all of them yeah yes (laughs) Oh, that's fantastic. Well, I had my listeners write in some sex fail stories and uh, they're pretty interesting. So I'd like to hear what you have to think about some of these ones. Um, This one says, after having my daughter, I was looking forward to that six week dick appointment with my husband. I was still self-conscious about my postpartum body and made him keep all the lights off. We got started and he went into the nightstand for some lube to help us ease into things only it wasn't lube he proceeded to rub icy hot cream all over himself and then into my new mom vag. ooh <laughs> <It's> so bad <laughs> it hurts just to think about it it's
1: so bad that's so bad I, I had a friend at university he dared me to put it on my balls he said <gasps> he, i shaved my balls can you, know, you shave it it's like raw yeah she's like shave your balls and put it on and he's like i'll give you 20 bucks or something so of course i did it and it was horrendous
0: oh was but it also, worth the 20 bucks
1: i mean it, it probably because i was mentally ill back then so probably <gasps> and i probably needed the money too <laughs> But I don't know, I mean, that's a very good question. But here's my question about this girl, because I don't know anything about vaginas. It's like, are you saying that after the baby comes out and the house comes out after because my sister told me about that and I was barfed. Uh, <laughs> you have to wait for it to like become a vagina again, like a transformer? Well,
0: it doesn't, you don't have to, it's still a vagina the entire time. It's just that after you have to push that enormous thing out of your mm. vagina yeah then it needs time to heal and go back so like it's kind of like uh i don't know like a stretch armstrong you know you stretch it all the way and then you let it go and it kind of like slowly goes but back it's never to...
1: going back to the same
0: no i mean thank fuck i had four c-sections because my shit's tight i don't that's gotta worry not about a
1: girl. that. girl <laughs> not a girl san diego way <laughs> that's a west coast move right there yeah. <laughs> I said to my friend the other day, because she had a C-section. I go, oh, your pussy's still tight. And she's like, yeah, I guess. Yeah. I was like, it's like life's trade-offs, right? It's like, do you want the scar and your abs ruined or pussy?
0: Yeah. I mean, lucky for me. I mean, I, I'm i still looking pretty good and I'm, and I'm tight. So, I mean, the C-section was definitely the way to go for me.
1: <laughs> By the way, I ha- if you want a sex mishap, I have an amazing one for your audience. You oh, want one please.
0: For me? I absolutely okay. fucking so this do. Okay.
1: Okay, so I dated... It's kind of dark. I, my comedy is quite dark if people listen to my podcast. Love but it. But I dated this guy and he died, okay?
0: Oh, my died,
1: God. <laughs> no, hold on. He died while in me. No, no. That's not it. He died during sex. Imagine. The person's just staring at you with, like, their eyes open. like
0: They're dead eyes. <laughs>
1: and the dick's hard because rigor mortis. It's like... Oh. Yeah.
0: Then you get to tell everybody from then on that your sex was so good that he died.
1: That he died. <laughs> this pussy's bomb. He died. He was like,
0: that's it. I can leave the earth now. I've experienced <laughs> everything.
1: <laughs> He's like, push his rigor hard body off you. Like, get it. Off. And the you have to pull is dead penis out of your vagina very God. close okay okay so, so so long story short my I dated this guy he died tragically he was swimming in the Bahamas he died uh he just got a rip riptide and they took him out right and it's kind of weird because like I never had someone that I dated die but he was dating me six months earlier I do do this joke in my stand-up and I end with the punchline saying like and then he died because because now I've done this reverse I've I've given you the bit in reverse so one time we went we were dating and I was at my house and you know he was eating my ass and I'm like on the bed and I'm having a blast like I'm just like zoned out it's going on and on but it's kind of dark and there's some candles and then all of a sudden he he screams like shrieks he goes oh my god it's everywhere and I, I was like thinking like did I get so relaxed that I just shit everywhere? Is <laughs> this <laughs> <It's just> possible? <laughs> I mean, I have a bowel disease called colitis, which is like Crohn's disease for anyone listening. So, you, so I could, that could happen. That could be on the menu, but I didn't think I was that much of an animal. And I turn <laughs> on the lights, and what has happened is he loved the cocaine. So he had a nosebleed oh. while <laughs> he was just eating my ass. Then, he essentially licked his own blood <laughs> out of my ass for 10 minutes. And when I turned on the light, I kid you not, Data, ready? I turned on the light. You ever seen Planet Earth? No. You, you ever watch like those Earth? You never watch those oh, yeah, like yeah, Earth yeah, documentaries? Yeah, yeah, yeah,
0: yeah. Okay, yeah, yeah,
1: yeah. you know when the hyena finally gets the fresh kill and they've got <laughs> blood all and they just devour the carcass? Okay. That's what it looked like. It looked like he ate like a a baby hyena.
0: Oh my all
1: God. over his face. All over my bed sheets. It looked like a murder scene. All you over like, my what ass. What the
0: fuck happened to my ass? Or were you like, oh, you got a nosebleed?
1: Well, I said to him, I started screaming. I was like, I, I, I'm like, didn't you recognize that maybe I tasted like a penny? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and he's like, well, I thought this is how you taste. I'm like, <laughs>
0: I like, like all girls is- smell like sea lions <laughs>
1: right yeah <laughs> he thought I was a penny and I just looked at him and I haven't laughed like you know when you laugh like really hard like kind of like right now yes. like you know when you're really laughing it's just such a nice it's like how you how I live my life being a comedian it's just like I just need that release all the time or I will literally be have a heroin needle in my arm like it's one or the other yeah yeah and I laughed so hard I couldn't even breathe I literally laughed it was I just kept going and going and going and then he he just got so annoyed with me he went in the shower like to wash all the blood off and then I'm looking in the mirror checking out my ass there's blood all over the cheeks and I'm laughing and laughing and then we take a shower together I get out first I he comes in I'm on the bed and I'm laughing I'm texting or no, I have my phone up like this, and he goes, "Hey, could you do me a favor and like not tell?" And I go, "I already texted like all my friends. Yeah. <laughs> like I literally yeah. didn't even wait. The, the I was like, I got to recap.' You got in this. that
0: shower. I had to tell everyone.
1: <laughs> yeah. What do you What do you want me to do? Not tell people? Are you crazy?
0: <laughs> oh God, I love that. That's one of the things that I actually love about my husband is anytime I tell a story about him on the show, he never gets mad about it because he's like, "Man, if I did it." fair game so you just run with it
1: <laughs> that's a secure gay man it's a very yes, secure gay man you just he is. Described.
0: He is. oh my god that is fantastic
1: <laughs> yeah it was pretty it's pretty good there's more sto- there's more stories like that in my book uh my book's called famous anus for anyone listening uh,
0: this one says when i was dating my first boyfriend we always talked about unconventional places to have sex he said he really wanted to have sex in a fitting room, so we decided to make it happen. We got naked in the fitting room and got to it, all the while trying to make casual conversation with each other, so it didn't seem suspicious. I never thought I'd say, I like that shirt. That would look better with those pants, while somebody was literally inside of me.
1: Oh, dear God. <laughs> now, what store? Did they tell you which store?
0: Um, They did not say what store. They should have, though.
1: I mean, if it's Baby Gap, keep your mouth shut. Yeah. <laughs>
0: Unless it's baby gap and don't yeah, say anything. Disgusting
1: animals. I hope you get arrested.
0: Where is the most unconventional place that you can think of in your head right now that you've had sex?
1: Mm. It's so funny because I'm not that adventurous because I talk about sex constantly. It's usually like the reverse, right? The people that are always repressed, you those are the kinds that are getting like gerbils in their ass.
0: Yeah.
1: Like, you know, it's like those people are always like, Oh, I know something devious is going on in your basement. But like for me, I'm pretty. I just like rough, aggressive sex. I have had sex like outdoors on my balcony, but like nothing that. Cr- oh, I had sex. Oh, this is a good one. I had sex on the beach in a pizza.
0: Oh, okay. Yeah. Did anybody like like catch 400- you?
1: Oh, yeah. I went out there thinking it was like a good idea because, you know, you're staying in a hotel room with you and your friends. We went out and I'm thinking like, oh, this will be sexy. It's not sexy. And then I realized because Ibiza is literally hell on earth and people are disgusting and hedonistic. There are really? hundreds of people having sex already on the beach. So we just kind of looked at each other and we're like, I guess we'll join in. So it was yeah. kind of like an orgy where no the one touched big each Big ass other. orgy. At like five in the morning on the beach.
0: And everybody was on something, right?
1: Oh, everyone's. I mean, I mean, it's states you can't even. You like, we couldn't even spend the money. We had to flush all most of our drugs because you you buy them in party packs. So like, you know, we had to get rid of our drugs before on the plane. We probably flushed like fifteen hundred dollars worth of drugs.
0: Dear Lord.
1: Yeah, it's so I, fun there.
0: I had. Um, I was in Aruba whenever I was. I don't know 20 I think and I met a boy and we went down to the beach to have sex and we like get undressed we're like running on the docks and like just being free-spirited young people that are about to have sand in their assholes
1: yes and
0: (laughs) not the (laughs) most fun and we come back and all of his clothes and his shoes are gone
1: (laughs) but yours are there
0: yeah, yeah, mine were there. And so we had to like go up and there was a, a guy there and he was like, uh, excuse me, sir, uh, pantaloons. <laughs> he was like trying to speak Spanish or whatever to these people. <laughs> and isn't that
1: French? pantaloon?
0: I, I have I no idea.
1: <laughs> what are you, Celine Dion? <laughs> like,
0: he's saying like trying to say shoes and whatever language and stuff like that. So the guy actually saw it sitting on the lawn chair. And he worked there and he picked them up and, like, took them up to the place. And oh. then we had to go up and retrieve them.
1: It's weird that your clothes weren't taken, too, though.
0: Mine were not on the lawn chair. They were just kind of strewn about. So uh, I'm, sure I don't he, th- I'm sure he
1: gave those panties a sniff. Yeah. I'm sure. <laughs> He's like, he sniffs them and then he puts them back. He's like, okay, I'll leave these.
0: <laughs> yeah. I mean, I hope he did. I hope he liked them. <laughs> <laughs>
1: That's his tip for the, for working at the resort. <laughs> I mean, resorts are so disgusting. I remember I went to Bahamas with my friends like a couple years ago because I don't do all inclusives because I find them revolting. Yeah, like they're just grotesque. It's just people just floating around 300 pounds. I mean, it's like, can't handle it. But we went there and we were like just like reflecting on the fact that like it was like the most racist thing in the world. Like you you colonize a country. You basically like take their country and all their natural resources, make it into like a resort. Then you force them all the work there as your, your slaves, basically. And they were all black. So it's like you've like 40 black people just serving like white people. And I like turned to my friends. I go, this is kind of fucked up. Like and they're like ordering them around. And I was like. No one ever really talks about that. Like, they don't no. even you know, think about that. Like, we came to your country. We turned it into a resort that you have to work at because there's no other jobs here. And you're and we're going to, like, order you around to serve us 24-7.
0: Yeah, now bring me a Bahama mama.
1: Yeah, exactly. I mean, they don't even know what that is. You should just yes. people. <laughs> it was like, it was like telecom at the bar. Like, just people that, I mean, it's amazing. America is an amazing country because it's, like, just when I think the people can't get fatter, they just find a new way, find a new pant hole.
0: Yeah, yeah, it's, it's
1: incredible. But then it's like also in America, you have some of the hottest bodies and some of the skinniest people.
0: Yeah, it's really interesting to me because um, here, obviously, there it's very divisive right now. And so, like, you have, like, the people that are, like, ah, America. And then you have the other side. And I'm, like, holy fuck, how do we all coexist together? Because there's not even a conversation at this point. It's, like, yeah. you're one side or you're the fucking other side. And that's it.
1: Oh, 100%. But, but I think it's just the algorithm of the Internet. The, like, Because I, I, I'm very centrist politically. So, like, you know, I'll probably end up living in my car. <laughs> it seems to be that you should just pick a side and be, like, crazy candace owens or crazy rachel maddow right yeah but with my show i'm very centrist and i'm very reasonable and i do politics a lot of my show and i i have conservatives on i have liberals on like i don't really care i just like because i think at the end of the day it's like there's so many cool people out there and like if you just turn your brain off to like half the population because they want abortion and you don't or something like that i'm just like yeah. what kind of life is that
0: i so agree are, like
1: my friends are trump supporters they're like i can't believe you're friends with him i'm like i don't care what you think i like him yeah, like he's, he's just he, he has different political opinions than you. OK, but you're right. Everyone now is like, I mean, it's wild. I do my show. I get fives and ones on iTunes constantly. Oh.
0: <laughs> Does that piss you off? Are you like, what the fuck?
1: <laughs> no, because I said to my producer, I'm like, that's actually a sign of a great show because it's evoking a strong response.
0: It is. Um, yeah. yeah.
1: So I like it. I like to be hated a little bit. I just will never change who I am. But, you know, you know, doing this stuff, sometimes it's just like a persona a little bit.
0: Yeah, for sure. And you're never going to have some like you're not going to be everybody's fucking cup of tea, period.
1: No, you, you just can't. And I, and I don't want to play that game because it'll drive you insane.
0: Yeah, it will for sure. <laughs> um, this one says, I was finally hooking up with a guy I liked. But when things started heating up, he pulled out his dentures. He went from <laughs> 30 to 80 in a matter of seconds. And the sex appeal just completely wore off.
1: Wait, he's a thirty-year-old man with dentures.
0: Yes, correct.
1: On both levels. Correct. Oh my god! How does that happen? Like a Kirby. You remember Kirby? Yes. You see American History X. I feel like yes. that's like the only that or like an NHL player where they had them all smashed out.
0: Oh, see, maybe it, she's being a little too judgy. Maybe he was like a famous hockey player or some shit, and like, yeah, he I got know, them like smashed woman, out. suck it
1: up, jeez. They don't know how to use their pussy Just get ahead and life for Christ's <laughs> sakes
0: I don't know how I would feel though If like my husband just all of a sudden Pulled out his dentures and was gumming it up oh. You know
1: <sighs> Imagine feeling those little like The, the flesh on your body <clears throat> It would feel very alien like
0: I would feel like it was like a baby You know like a baby has no tooth yes. And they just like nah. you, gonna say,
1: you know when a baby's eating your own? I was like, <laughs> oh. <laughs> What kind of a nope. show is this
0: Nope don't, don't like that <laughs> Nope, absolutely uh, not. No, no I'm, too,
1: <laughs> I'm too dark. I'm too dark, too dark. I did a whole thing on my show that love about like this is very dark, too. But it's very interesting. Is that like you know the other story of Catherine Zeta-Jones and Michael Douglas?
0: Um, I mean, I know that they're together and they've been married for a gazillion years and that he's significantly older. But no, I don't know like a full background.
1: OK, do you remember when he got throat cancer? Yes. OK, do you know how he got throat cancer? No. So I did not know that, that they can do this now, but they can figure out wh- how you got the kind of cancer you had, and he got HPV from Catherine Zeta-Jones, which gave him throat cancer. So his wife's vagina gave him throat cancer. Think yes. about that. There are girls walking around the world right now that don't know that they like they had a one-night stand five years ago, and the guy's like, four, you know, stage four palliative care, like. <laughs> think that is so mind-boggling right like think about that like you hook up with someone whatever you don't think any of that he's having the time of his life she's like oh this is so great they finish and then he's like okay now i gotta go get chemo because oh you're toxic God. vagina and he talked about it in an interview and then apparently it almost caused their divorce because she was just like bitch why you walk around tell everyone my pussy gave you cancer <laughs>
0: It's interesting though because what is it that statistics are like eighty percent or some shit like that, like something crazy, like eighty percent of people have HPV, not just women, but people in. But general. there's more.
1: It's like it's like bingo. You got to get all the strains. So there's people that are like you know super hoary that just keep getting strains. Because I had the HPV shot and then then a year later my mom goes, oh you got to get another one. There's more strains. So I got the second one, and then I said to her, I go, I you know I'm just not gonna, I'm not gonna keep this up. Like, there's just always going to be new strains. I'm like, I'm just going in bareback. Yeah. <laughs> like, I don't care. And I'm not even using condoms.
0: Oh, my. That is insane. I, I I'm. But at think a about lot but how, But words. think
1: about that, like girl. Okay, this could be a scenario. This like probably didn't happen, but it could happen. That like some girls, like she's she runs into an old friend. She's like, oh my god, I haven't seen you in a while. Like, did you hear about Jeff? And it's like, oh he, Jeff, yeah, no, he's stage four. Like he's got you know a malignant cancer. And she's like, oh my god, I dated him four years ago. Oh my god, like I miss Jeff. Like blah blah. blah. And not knowing, it was her vagina. Her vagina killed a man, and she didn't even know people kill people all the time think about this that like you know it's weird now with COVID and everything but like we used to just breathe viruses onto like old grandma yeah and then she would just die yeah and no one would know it was you so we're all like silent killers
0: Uh uh-huh man it's a good thing you're gay because vaginas are dangerous
1: they're so dangerous i don't (laughs) go anywhere near them. (laughs) after i heard that story i said i made a good decision to be a sodomite thank you very much (laughs) Sure you have to shoot water up your ass before sex, but you don't get you don't get cancer. It's fine.
0: Oh my god. Um I'm going to do one more here that says, yes. "I'm embarrassed to say, but during a night with my then girlfriend, I let go of the loudest, strongest fart I've ever had in my 50 years of living. She still married me though." Oof.
1: Now, was she eating your ass? Because here's the thing. My friend farted. This is this is truly my greatest fear in life. Two two greatest fears. Uh, people over 35 with braces. Terrifying. <laughs> it's so awkward. Is it not the most awkward thing when they it, smile and you're like, oh, God, that's yes. not good. Yeah. And then the second biggest fear I have in my life, because this happened to my friend. A man was eating his ass and he let out a giant fart in the guy's mouth. Wait, it gets worse. He <gasps> looked up and the guy's cheeks had inflated. Oh! if you think about it he had to go like this (laughs) isn't that amazing and my friend told me that i said i will never be the same after that story i will never be the same thank you very much
0: there's no way you don't get a fucking visual with that. Like,
1: <laughs> you know, the, you know, the sneakers. But I said to my go, OK, you, you know, a sneaker, it sneaks up on you. Oh, I didn't see that coming. But like a big one, you you feel the pressure.
0: I have never had like a fart that just snuck out of me. I always you're say from, I have you're a- from
1: San Diego. You're classy.
0: I have a wizard butthole. I just squeeze it together really, really tight. Squeeze it real tight and it doesn't smell and it doesn't make a noise. I, just, I have a, a tight pussy sure? and a tight butthole.
1: Are you sure? Well, then where's all that gas going?
0: I, it just comes out a little bit. Just like...
1: Of you your vagina? You just <laughs> have, <laughs> you push it all forward?
0: It just goes to the front. <laughs> that
1: would have been a great story if you were like, I do this. Yeah, my vagina queefs all the time, but at least I don't fart.
0: Yeah, yeah. And then it just <laughs> smells like sea lions, but not fart. <laughs>
1: There was, a, there was a girl in my high school and she used to queef like on command, like people would get her to do that. This story's so funny. She would always queef on command like the guys would be like, do it! And she would like queef. And I remember one time this girl walked up to her and was like if you keep doing that, no one will marry you. <laughs>
0: True. Man. Well, I mean, that girl doesn't realize that there are so many kinks out there that you don't know. You'll find your perfect match. You keep doing what you're doing, girl. You keep queefing. You might find your perfect match out
1: there. Probably yeah, he's not <laughs> now let's talk about your perfect match. He's gonna have no teeth. Yeah.
0: <laughs> he's gonna take out his dentures. <laughs> <laughs> oh my mm-hmm. god. Have you ever done that? Have you ever um had somebody fart during sex or you personally fart during sex?
1: No, I had I had I, one thing I had is like, I was having sex with a guy and the dog jumped on the bed and started licking my leg and I was like oh my god, that was I revolting.
0: Have a friend who was having sex and the dog jumped on the bed and started licking his balls. <gasps> <laughs>
1: <laughs> yeah. Now, that's what we call leverage, though, because now you, you <laughs> you're the girl that's having sex with or I don't know if he's gay, but like whoever he's having sex with, they now have leverage because they know he hooked up with a dog and they oh. get to say whenever he does something, they go. Uh, 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 I know oh, your secret.
0: Yeah, that's a special relationship you have with uh, Roscoe now. <laughs>
1: <laughs> Roscoe, that's such a well done with your perfect default name. Thanks. <laughs>
0: Tell us about your podcast, The Unmentionable Podcast.
1: So I used to, well, it's just called Unmentionable. I, oh, it's unmentionable. my producer's fault. He probably yeah. sent you that. I mean, <laughs> it's time to fire him. Let's be real. He needs to go. <laughs> um, I had an old show called Shame on You. It was a gay podcast. It was really, really popular. Downloaded millions of times. And the idea of the old show was like, how do we get rid of the residual gay shame you have? And the way you do that is you just put it all out there, kind of like right now. <laughs> Just yeah. let it loose. Right. Uh-huh. And uh, so we interviewed a bunch of guys we had sex with and like we had meth addicts on and strippers and porn stars. It was just wild. And then I was done with that show. And I was like, I need to do a show that's just not gay, like broader, if, yeah. if only for financial reasons, too. Like because usually my comedy does better with straight men because it's darker. And so I started this show. And the idea of the show is that like it's all the characters on the show. I call them characters or our guests. But they're all people that you aren't really supposed to hear from. The unme- like it's like the unmentionable crew, right? Uh-huh. And I'm hosting the show because I'm a gay guy and like I'm an aberrant and I'm you know sodomite, whatever people say. And uh, I heard tur tickler one time, which made me laugh oh. so hard. That's amazing. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So I I was like, I want to have people on that like you just don't hear from you. They're not traditionally elevated by society, and uh, and so I've had on. Uh, I had on a girl who was fired for having – she's a nurse. She was fired for having an OnlyFans account. Ooh. Um, Yeah, I've had on uh, a gay guy – or straight guy who does gay porn. Uh, Strippers. I had on the world's uh, most famous sperm donor. There's a guy with 81 kids.
0: Holy shit.
1: Yes. I also had on a guy who invented the world's first ball dildo. So obviously I'm going to win a Pulitzer. That's kind of the point. Listen, the point, the point is it's lowbrow, but I have all these people on, or but some of them are just like also more serious. Like I had a girl on, she deleted all her dating apps. She's, she's single and she refuses to ever use them again. And her thoughts are, well, I didn't meet a guy in 10 years using them. So what the fuck else?
0: Yeah. So I guess so, I'll go out into public and meet people that way.
1: Yeah, exactly. Like old school. Like we yeah. just, when we didn't, but so that's the idea is like this umbrella of like unmentionable people. They're doing things you're not really supposed to hear. They're having opinions you're not supposed to have. And that's the idea behind the show. And I get a lot of my guests from like UK tabloids, New York Post, you know, like just they're tabloidy characters. Yeah. And I find them interesting. So like I've had on some of the most interesting people and we've only done like, I don't know, 25 episodes now. No, 30, 30 episodes.
0: That sounds really fun, actually, being able to converse with all of of those different people.
1: Mm hmm. And I do the show mostly stoned. Like if you watch it on YouTube, I have sunglasses on um, because I'm funnier when I'm stoned. Um, But yeah, it's 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 a polarizing show. But if you love if you like it, you will love it because it's very much like it's kind of cool things now. Like my friends will get stoned on Friday night because it's very much a stoner show. Yeah. And they'll put it on their TV like it's like a late night talk show. Yeah. and I'm like, that's so cool that like the way that the entertainment business is transforming because people are getting rid of cable that people watch me on their show instead of like Jimmy Fallon who sucks anyways, but you know what I'm saying? (laughs) You know, I mean, I can't even whoever watched that show. It's like, what's wrong with you? (laughs) But That's the idea is like, it's kind of a show. So, so I have a studio here. I usually do it with my producer. We have people in the studio. um, And I'm trying to just grow it. I mean, we've, we've, the show's growing very rapidly, but I'm trying to get my a lot of my old audience back while also bringing in a new audience of predominantly women from like 35 to 50 and straight dudes.
0: Yeah. And then you um, you also have a book that you're an author That's of right. Famous Anus. That's right. Is your anus famous? Uh,
1: well, it's funny because I was on this ascendancy when I wrote the book. Right. Like my old show is really popular. We were touring. We had a show in New York, Toronto. Like it was really big. So it was kind of like a playoff on that, the like yeah. becoming known um and also my asshole is like pretty much the main protagonist in the book (laughs) based on its various appearances
0: so I kind of did it all
1: together and the cover is I'm looking at it right now the cover is a uh like a anus in a tuxedo on a red carpet oh my god and then it's doing the Angelina Jolie leg you know at the Oscars yeah yeah (laughs) I said to the designer I was like I need the leg like I need you to do the leg so, yeah, that's the book and it's Chronicles 10 years of my life. I essentially break up with my boyfriend. I check into a mental hospital um, and then uh, it's kind like of a small stay. I'm just a dramatic gay and they have no <laughs> answers for me uh, or no appointments or anything like that. And then I go on this crazy journey of 10 years and there's stories in there like I have sex with my boss. Um, I went to an orgy in Hollywood Um I uh, had anal fissure surgery because uh, I have a thing called colitis. So I had like, I had to have a surgery on my butthole, essentially. I was in the hospital for six days on my laptop, high on Dilaudid, which is basically heroin. It's like the same thing. It's (laughs) it's the exact same chemical makeup. So I was just like a heroin addict on my laptop. And I, and that's one chapter in the book. And it's just like funny, ridiculous kind of stories. Like it's just, it's just a book to make, to get stoned, to make you laugh. By the end, it does get a lot more beautiful because you need an arc. My editor yeah. told me that she's like, you can't just be a prick for like nine chapters. <laughs> you have to grow as a person. I was like, I don't know if I even have grown as a person. But okay,
0: <laughs> I'll pretend. Yeah.
1: So yeah, that's the do idea. You,
0: do you have like a favorite story that you want to share, or like a little tidbit that you can uh, tease? Okay, with? I'll give
1: you. So I'll give you, oh, there's so many good ones. Like it, it's truly like my friend thought it was my friend who's now my friend, a guy who was a fan of mine. And we kind of became friends. He thought the whole book was fiction because it was so outrageous. Like I get a concussion. Like it's just, it's just, it's absurd. But the funniest story for me in the book is that um, I used to work at this radio station. I was a producer and I had a boss, but I didn't know he was gay. He was one of these gays that just blends in like very granola. Not like your husband (laughs) at (laughs) home. You said this to him. So (laughs) I didn't know he was gay. Like he just was a bad fashion, bad fashion sense, whatever. So one day I'm at this bar in Toronto called Woody's and they have this thing called the ass contest. And the ass contest is where you go up on stage. Usually there's like eight people and then they narrow it down. There's cash prizes and you essentially just pull your ass out bare. Mm-hmm. and um, make sure you don't bend too much. So you don't, you know, show the sacred hole. Right, The I, yeah. I have the storm, I will say. the yeah, I have the storm. <laughs> so I was on stage, and I was so wasted that um, I turned around, I pulled my pants down to show my back, but I also pulled down the front. Like, I didn't block the front. Oh. And my penis was just, and jumping, and then the drag queen screamed and went, ah, and like tried to disqualify me because apparently it's illegal to show ah like i don't know so <laughs> anyway and then so oh this is the worst part someone yelled out loud uh he's a he's a grower not a shower which is true <laughs> <laughs> like my penis is probably like seven inches but when it's like not it's like two yeah like it's a huge difference like people are like whoa that thing just keeps growing and growing so now I was humiliating. Like, I was like, no, I don't have a small dick. Like, I don't actually have a small dick. I have a small flaccid dick, but like it really gross. <laughs> I want to like start beating off. On like,
0: let me, let me show you. Hold on, just let, let me show you show photos of my
1: phone <laughs> and like, you know, my dad has a bigger dick, but it's fine. <laughs> so, so I'm on stage and I make it to the end and I'm, you know, before I, they're voting if they should disqualify me and I'm dancing on stage and you're kind of like $150, my friends are cheering. And I look over to the right of the stage and I see my boss, it's a gay bar. He's standing like 10 feet from me with a beer. And he just lifts his beer at me. And he's like, like being like, hold well done." And then I looked at him and I was like, Morgan? And I was just frozen in time. Like I was like, oh my God, like my boss is gay. He just saw my ass, probably <laughs> my hole because I really bent over. <laughs> so like nothing sacred at this point. And then I'm like, and then I'm just staring at him like, is this going to come up in my performance review? Like I just, I just, all the thoughts in your head. And then he motions me over. I kid you not, I would pass a lie detector test. He motions me over and he looks in my, he leans in my ear and he goes, if I, he's wasted. If I would have seen that ass during the interview, I would have hired you a week earlier. <laughs> and I was like, oh, like another, another hit to the head. Like, oh my God, like, I'm just so overwhelmed. So I win the contest. And uh, I go to take the money. I'm buying all my friends drinks, you know, whatever. And He's gone. So, you know, obviously work on Monday is quite awkward. Yeah. And then we we get an announcement a couple weeks later that he's he's quit. He's going to another um, to work for another station. Mm-hmm. So he sends me a text. This is how disgusting men are. I mean, it's like I, I know. I know because I'm in my head. But like if I turn my grind around right now, I could have five guys in this room gangbanging me in about 45 seconds. Yeah. It's really, it, there's just no, there's no, no. So he's like, so he gets to his new job. He starts his new job. The first week he sends me a text and he says, since I'm no longer your boss, um, I think we can have drinks. Like we all know what this is about. So I, t- I, am not even that attracted to him, but I'm a sick comedian. So I go, well, this will be hilarious. <laughs> oh my God. Like, I'm Ill. Anything
0: for the bit. <laughs>
1: yeah. Anything for the bit. Like I'm writing the book in the moment. I'm not even present in the moment. And my friends, they don't even think they're not sick like me. So they're like, I don't know if he's not hot, then don't fuck him. So I go on the date with him. It's so awkward. We're getting wasted, wasted. And he's just like turns to me and he's like, why is this so awkward? And I just go into him. I'm like, this is the pre-show. Like we both know Like with the it's just because it's not it's undignified to say, hey, come over to my house and have sex with me. You have right. to do this yeah. whole dance. But we all know what's going to happen. So we walk out the door and he turns to me and he's like. Um uh so what do we do now? And I just looked at him, and I was like, dude, we just get this over with. Like this is just I mean, are you are you still coy at this point? Yeah. So we brought back to my house, we had sex, whatever, and then and it was very awkward. Like he sounded like he, he moaned like very high pitched for a man. Like, so his voice is like kind of like mine, but then when you're like having sex with me, he's just kind of like, mm-hmm. 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 <laughs> it was so disturbing it was really disturbing and the second the most disturbing part was he had fruit of the loom underwear oh i said wow you really are straight
0: wow yeah yeah oh. so there's
1: some more to it but that's one of the stories in my book that shows you really how ill i am as a human being
0: i love it you know what the thing is we all fucking are we all are it's <laughs> It's across the board. We all have fucking issues, period.
1: Exactly. No, I mean, it's, it is. it is, But like when you're a comedian, at least you have that outlet of books and whatever. And that's just how I cope. I just laugh at everything. Unfortunately, then everything becomes a joke. And then your life becomes a joke. And then you're like, okay, time to go to therapy.
0: Yeah. <laughs> I love therapy.
1: <laughs> that's oh, so West Coast of you.
0: <laughs> I know. I know. I'm like, and I have my granola and my acai bowl and therapy?
1: you just breathe it in and then horoscopes girls love horoscopes
0: Uh, You know what I will say I used to read my horoscope All the time and then I realized I was nuts About it like I would be like no it says This is gonna happen oh my god And I was like no more no more of that Bullshit like you don't need to Fucking go insane over what Fucking brocket Us weekly wrote in the back of a Magazine you know I mean (laughs) if you're taking
1: If you're taking life advice from the 29th Page of a newspaper you have problems
0: I have problems for sure (laughs)
1: There I, I, see my thesis is proven
0: has gone through something so.
1: <laughs> well we all it's like you find Jesus in jail right it's like people always find something when they need it
0: yes yeah I can agree with that so tell us where can we find you the podcast everything
1: uh, so I'm available on Instagram at jpowercomedy squirt.org for hookups
0: <laughs> oh oh before I even make you go any further oh, I have yes. to know I have to know go ahead you and your dad—do you end up at the same bars together? Is
1: oh, my this... friends used to make that joke uh, that we would be like dancing in the dance floor, and we took over. We'd learn, like he'd look over, and he'd have like a glow stick and be like, "Jordan, <laughs> Jordan." <laughs> but that didn't happen because, um, well, he got a brain tumor and died. Oh
0: so, shit! Yeah. Wow. <laughs> Man, your comedy is dark.
1: <laughs> I mean, I was nervous to say that to you because I'm so dark that like I have to always watch myself because it's just how I cope. Because my life's yeah, been yeah. dark. People okay. like your comedy's dark. I'm like, yeah, my life's been dark. That's why I like like it. Yeah. But my sister Lauren and I are brutal. Like we will, we are because we're so traumatized by our parents that like we will text each other the most brutal shit. Cause it's just how it's just, you find your people. It's like, it's like with my show, it's like, I know my audience is a certain type of person. Yeah. It's been through some stuff. And so they can relate to the way that I cope with things uh-huh. and I meet them and I'm like, I can see it in their eyes. Like, Oh, they've seen some things. Yeah. But I think there's something really cool about that. And I kind of like, I can see how someone wouldn't get my show and I could see how someone wouldn't like me, but I can see how they would, would like love the show. Yeah. It's, yeah. It, but if you guys want to check it out, sorry, that was long winded. Um it's every Friday on uh, all podcast players, unmentionable. You can watch it on YouTube and I'm at J Power Comedy on t- Instagram and Twitter, but I don't really use Twitter.
0: Oh man, well, thank you so much for coming on with me. This was a fucking ride for sure.
1: <laughs> That's a good way of putting it. <laughs> yeah. I'm and always I always appreciate fun. it. Yeah, no worries. Thanks for having me on. I really appreciate it.
0: Of course. And guys, don't forget, even if you are not nailing it this week. You're still going to get that participation trophy.